0: You're listening to Payments Innovation, a podcast dedicated to helping business leaders navigate today's global digital economy. Looking to learn about the latest innovations within fintech and payments? You've come to the right place. Let's get into the show. Welcome to another episode of the Payments Innovation podcast. This is your host, Chris D'Antuano with Currency Cloud. And today, I'm happy to have Marwan Forsley, CEO and co-founder of Veeam. Marwan, welcome to the show. Hey, thank
1: you for having me.
0: Yeah, it's really good to have you on. Pretty timely as well. For our listeners uh, who don't know, uh, could you give a brief background about yourself and uh, what you're doing over at Veeam?
1: Yeah, I, I uh, founded Veeam back in uh, 2014. I used to run e-commerce for Western Union. Uh, prior to that, I had my own company called called me, which I found and sold to them. And then uh, I've been in startups and big companies pretty much all my career. We uh, started Veeam uh, on a basic idea that, you know, we got to make it simpler for SMBs to pay and get paid uh, domestic and globally. And uh, the, the easiest way to describe Veeam, it's a wire replacement service, kind of like Venmo for businesses, you know, internationally, domestic and and global.
0: Yep. And we've talked about it many times on this show of, you know, how archaic the the business payments are comparable to the consumer. And I think that adoption over time uh, will just be, you know, expected uh, as uh, the consumers move into the business world. Could you talk a little bit about how 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 you built it? So you know, built off of uh, banks, the technology, um, you know, onboarding in customers and things like that. I know you guys are are in a global aspect. So it'd be great to hear, um, you know, without giving away too many secrets. Uh, you know, what, how, how you stood up the platform and uh, you know how you connect the dots.
1: Yeah, so we we are in 110 uh, countries you know, about 60 uh, currencies. We uh, have about a quarter million accounts uh, on the platform. Uh, we um, essentially enable the customer when they log in to do two things, either, you know, send payments or or get paid, uh, request an, an invoice. The, the, all, the, the entire sort of experience is based on simplicity. All you need is an email address of the party you're sending money to, and that amount that you're sending, and you're done, the system will then uh, get the receiver uh, on board, authenticates the receiver, and then we pick up money from one country, deposit in another country. We do this uh, again cross border. We do it also in domestic markets. We are integrated into a number of accounting platforms, so you know QuickBooks, Zero, Netsuite, um, Magento. Um, we're on a number of of uh, platforms, and it's all about you know making it simple for. Uh, for the businesses to to do their day to day business and uh, we're there to help them out uh, as they um, as they work in the platform that they're used to we um, route payments on a on a model called multirail which is uh, essentially um, a, a routing uh, idea that optimizes the delivery of the payment based on whatever is best for the user at the time of the payment so we we have Uh, Five different rails we work with, we're plugged in. We have our own bank accounts, we call that treasury. Uh, We we work on blockchain for for markets um, like Philippines, India, Mexico, Brazil. That's all um, payments that that flow on that uh, architecture. Um, We plugged into Visa and MasterCard and send money uh, directly to bank accounts associated with with the customer's uh, debit cards. Uh, we uh, have access to Swift. We work with third-party providers in different markets. So it's a, it, it's, a, it's a number of Rails that we manage, and we go in and out of these Rails, depending on what's best uh, for the user at the time of the payment.
0: Now, do you guys um, have partners in that back end? I'm sure it's a mix and match, but it would be great to hear um, if, if you've you know, stood up your own Rails uh, in your own accounts and arch- architecture or is kind of a mix and match with different partners in the back end?
1: Yeah, so one, one thing that, as you know, and it's a, it's a function of how the industry works, you know, it's a big world with a lot of verticals and a lot of use cases and, and different types of, of customers. And so our view is that you can't really have one rail for the world. You're going to need a whole bunch of rails to work with to service all the various, you know, use cases and, and verticals. And so we, um, essentially, the model is a model where we optimize the delivery of the payment based on, you know, whatever is the best rail for, for that combination of customer type, amount, um, timing. All that is factored into how we basically pick the rail. And so we're big fans of partnering on this because there's no point in building everything, especially when things exist. Uh, that we can leverage. So we, uh, we we are looking for partners. We work with partners. Uh, we're always looking to refine the experience and refine the payment delivery. And so it's all built with a combination of internal work as well as partnerships.
0: Yeah, it's really good to hear. And obviously, we're in the same boat in that aspect, where you know you you build or, or partner or buy. All of the above happen. Um, it's just a matter about prioritizing and, and looking at uh, where to spend the time on each of those areas for sure. And, and like you mentioned, you know, some markets are just really difficult to figure out and some people have done that, that work to to go and do it. And so it's just easier to tie in there. You know, we're, we're, starting to see that when companies enter the U S it's kind of a, a, a whole interesting model here with the state by state regulation and all of that. Now, for you guys in the U S specifically, uh, do you guys have your own um, transmitter licenses or do you partner up with a bank?
1: Oh, no, no. We're, we're, a, we're a fully licensed MSB state by state in all states, every single state.
0: And was that a go-to-market strategy from, from day one? Um, we, we get a lot of, uh, you know, uh, inquiries uh, coming in. And we've talked a lot about it on the podcast that, um, you know, obviously speed to market is pretty important. to. And that's why that, that sponsorship is, uh, you know, is, is pretty enticing to get to market pretty quick. Um, was that a, a direction that you guys started from day one?
1: Um, we actually took the opposite approach. We uh, we we got our licenses uh, right from the start. Um, you know, we've been in the industry for a while, and and um, uh, regulators are not big fans of uh, rental license scheme. And so they, you know, these things come and go. And so we wanted to have our own licenses to, just to make sure that we, uh, you know, we we are able to to um, support the customer. And, uh, you know, it's important also for the customer to understand that we are a regulated entity uh, and we have oversight from the states. That's that's important to earn their trust.
0: hundred uh, percent agree with that. Um, did you, how long did that take you guys to get licensed? In, um, open? Well, it's business? a painful
1: process. <laughs> it's, that... uh, you know, a couple of years with a lot of money and just quite a bit of overhead. But that's the thing about these licenses. There's only... You know, a handful uh, of them. I forgot the actual number, but like I think in the '40s that that uh, that have full licenses in every state. So uh, it is, uh, you know, it's not a simple program, and uh, and it definitely comes with um, a significant amount of effort and, and money to to get it done. So we, uh, but it's, it's it's part of being in the game, and it's part of having a long, tense long term, sustainable platform that you work with.
0: Oh, most definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> my last company that I worked for, uh, I worked for a company called uh, Skrill, uh, and we were acquired by Paysafe at the time. And literally, the acquisition was happening to purchase our licenses. Um, it, you know, that's how valuable um, you know they are once you get them and, and you hold on to them, uh, to be able to provide uh, direct uh, value to that end customer. Um, to transition you know a bit, uh, obviously you know this last year has been um, you know a, a whirlwind of events has been happening but uh, I'd imagine for you guys that that ex- it's accelerated your um, your demand as far as your customers obviously um, you know the banks weren't really you know stood up to be able to handle um, you know something like this in the transition of uh, you know you know shutting down and, and lockdown and things like that. can you talk a little bit about you no know, COVID and, and how that's accelerated your business and, and demand for your customers. Yeah, I think
1: the um, I, I, to put it broadly, I think COVID uh, created two environments. Uh, one environment is doing just fine, and and the other is struggling. So, um, like physical retail, travel, uh, things that require physical exchange of goods and services, that these segments have done have not done well. I mean, they've they've been struggling to to stay. Uh, to stay alive and and to keep their business running. Uh, The the other segments where you have, you know, online businesses that are virtual have done quite well. And and so we, um, you know, we, we are more indexed towards the latter with, with businesses that are uh, more virtual uh, and more online. And so we actually benefited from that and just happened that we had, um, you know, very small percentage of our portfolio in, in physical retail. Uh, And so you know, it just happened that uh, uh, our portfolio mix uh, had more virtual businesses and, and they've been doing quite fine. Actually, they expanded quite a bit during COVID.
0: That's awesome to hear. Obviously, not not in the times we want to talk about, but, um, you know, having success uh, in that transition is, is obviously, um, you know, awesome to hear. And to be able to support that is, uh, you know, is great stuff. Um, what about the other side of that for the partnerships? Did you... Receive inquiries for I guess companies or or banks or you know all the above that weren't able to facilitate uh, this digital transformation that was you know a necessity in a timely manner?
1: yeah, I think there there is been there has been an increase in um, you know partnership uh, discussions and and we've been uh, actively looking for more partners to work with. You know, banks, fintechs, uh, payment service providers. I mean, we're you know, it's uh, uh, generally uh, these markets are uh, a, com- a combination of partners coming together to service it. So we, we're bullish on the idea of uh, partnering up with folks to to service the market. Um, and and so there's been discussions around you know the, the workflows that we have put in place for. Businesses to have that available to customers of, of the banks and, and other um, service providers. Uh, as well as, you know, one of the things we've done early days of COVID uh, is open up the platform so that customers can actually submit PPP applications on it. Um, we uh, work with banks on the back end to, to actually underwrite uh, the loans. And so there was a number of banks that, uh, you know, at the first rounds of, PPP were not able to service that customer base. And so we uh, teamed up uh, with them to handle some of these customers and get them through the system. Um, you know, there was a period of time where the banks uh, were not able to stand up their own programs. Um, so we, you know, as part of the platform, uh, there's been also partnerships on that front on the PPP side.
0: I'd like to talk a little bit about that as far as, you know, how that, how that happened for you guys. So um, when, When the banks obviously couldn't facilitate, uh, I guess, the demand or be able to handle the loan application process, you know, what could you talk me through that process of them, uh, I guess trying to work with you guys or or vice versa? You know, was it something that was like crisis management or is it just an organic, uh, organic way of of partnering up? It's just like kind of like a BAU process.
1: Well, it started with, you know, us helping out our customers, uh, you know, at the time, this is back in you know the, really the first week of um you know the ppp program um going live um yeah and you know customers were um all you know emailing us chatting with us saying like like how do i do this Who do i connect you know who I, how how do i access it and so the the banks that we have uh, worked with uh did not have any of it uh, up and running and it just happened that you know, given that we have customers, um, you know, basic information on the system, what we then did is we uh, teamed up with uh, a couple of banks to uh, stand up like a simple workflow to pick up additional information from them and have that uh, processed through uh, our bank partners to submit the applications to the SBA. Um, so we started doing you know we started servicing our customers and and because the the um uh, program was live and the timing of it was at a time when uh, customers really wanted uh, someone to work with to help them out uh some of the banks that that were not up and running uh, asked us if they can refer customers to to help uh, get them through and so we did some of that to to make sure we can um Help some of the some of the banks that that did not have their program up and running um, over time, you know they all got there. It's just that um, you know we were at a time when um, there was a need and the need was not serviced in the market, and uh, we were able to stand it up pretty quick and and the reason for that is because you know when when you're doing payments uh you know in our case uh, you're we're already doing KYC on the customer. We're already doing last mile payments for them. Um, and, and so what we needed to do to support the customer was actually minor changes to the platform. Like a good chunk of it was there anyway. Right. Um, and so that was also helpful uh, in that we leverage it, we leverage what we have to give something new to the user.
0: Yeah, and it's pretty awesome stories uh, that's been coming out of, uh, obviously, for FinTech to, to lend a hand um, and you know, really facilitate and drive uh, that acceleration, which is uh, obviously us being in, in this industry is great, great to see, um, given the circumstances. Um, I did want to transition a little bit. We touched on it earlier, um, is the, I guess, the history of business payments isn't uh, obviously um, uh, known for its ease of use. And obviously, you guys are out to change that. Um, do you strictly focus on the SMB side of it? Um, you know, and you know what what drove drove you to um, create sort of this uh, you know easy easy transition for where the business payments are, were traditionally laying.
1: Yeah, you know, we we um, we attract customers that um, typically use um, a, a wire transfer method uh, with their banks. Um, and they're looking, they just don't like the experience. Um, and they don't like it for a variety of reasons. Um, one, uh, you know, the sender has to gather quite a bit of information on the receiver. Uh, you know, the receivers, um, business name, address, um, intermediary bank account information, SWIFT codes, currency pairs, you know, there's like a whole bunch of stuff. Then they, um, they have to do it uh, they they have to submit the the payments some some um sometimes you can do it online sometimes you have to show up in person believe it or not you, you know there's a bunch of banks that cuz you have a business account you can't do it online you have to actually um get on the store on the branch to do it um then you pay a bunch of fees you know your wire initiation fee and sometimes depending on if you're buying currency or not you have to pay a fax. um and then you got to do it before cutoff times and when you do it after all this, you just don't know what happens to that money because uh, you got to wait till the receiver to tell you, hey, I received your money. Um, same thing on the receiving end, actually, the receiver is kind of like generally gets even more annoyed because they want to ship something or service the customer. And they're not sure when they're going to get paid. And so they keep looking in their bank account to see if there's money. Um, and after refreshing a bunch of times, they find out that there's money in their bank account. The issue is that sometimes they don't know what money belongs to what invoice, they have a hard time reconciling it. Um, and, and also they, they generally uh, don't know uh, when, especially when there's foreign exchange, what actually is their cost of payment. And, uh, and so these issues are all uh, friction points for both the sender and the receiver. And so we wanted to give the experience, give the user a very different experience to what they have today with, with Bankwire. So the entire architecture of Veeam is based on a model where the sender does very little. We you know, provide email and you know, amount. We send the money. The receiver then picks up the claim to, to get paid or the, the, the notice to get paid. And, and then they uh, authenticate themselves. They provide their bank account information. They, we, we confirm that that's, their, that's who they are and that's their bank account. And then we pick up the payment and route, that out, route to, the, to the receiver. And so in this model, what, what happens is that the, the payment experience to the payer is real simple. The payment experience to the receiver, you get a lot of data to work with, with the payment so that they know which money belongs to what invoice and they can integrate it into whatever systems they use on the backend. So that entire experience is very different than what you get today from, from Bankwire. And that's essentially what we're doing to, to uh, create something simpler and more delightful to what you have today.
0: Yeah, I mean it's pretty awesome stuff considering what the the, the uh, I guess the traditional process is for sending a wire payment, um, and obviously there's been some enhancements with the the, the Swift GPI product and and, and whatnot. But this uh, obviously what you guys are bringing out to market is uh, it, it's 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 very unique in, in the world of uh, business payments. Um, do you see you guys? Are you guys offering your services or plan to offer your services? Uh, as a service, I guess, or are you doing that today basically to offer it for banks to utilize your service and things like that for their customers?
1: Um, yeah. I mean, we're open to partnering up uh, with, with various, you know, fintechs and banks to offer, um, to offer Veeam uh, as a service to their customers. That's definitely of interest.
0: Yeah. Uh, awesome. And we'll, uh obviously this platform really helps facilitate those uh, partnerships as well. Um, well, Marwan, it was great to have you on today. Um, for our listeners, do you uh, mind, you know, how could they get in touch with with you guys best?
1: Yeah, it's um, uh, the, the site is veam.com, V E uh, E com, And, uh, you know, feel free to sign up, uh, give it a try, see how it's like. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm also on LinkedIn. So feel free to reach out uh, on LinkedIn and uh, we'd get you, uh, we'd, get, we'd get the discussions going.
0: Awesome. Yeah. It's really good to have you on you guys, uh, you know, doing great stuff over there and, uh, you know, keep it up for sure. And uh, looking forward to, to see what you guys bring to the next table.
1: Thank you for having me Chris.
0: Of course. Take Take care. Currency cloud is an online payments company that makes international money transfers fast and simple for businesses. We're building a borderless future where international transactions are seamless. For a better user experience. Discover the world's most trusted payment platform and our toolkit of developer-friendly APIs at currencycloud.com. You've been listening to the Payments Innovation Podcast. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe now on iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. Until next time.